Good night and welcome to another episode of Capoeira in Canada. Today we have Messe Henny from Capoeira Academy in Edmonton, Alberta. And uh, he's graciously given me his time, our, or given us his time to share with us a little bit about himself and his story and how he came to Canada and, you know, uh, and even before that, when and how he got involved with Capoeira uh, growing up in Brazil. So... We'll hand it over. Messi welcome and thank you for your time. And uh, let's get to it. So always the, the, the big and interesting question is, what brought you to Canada? Hi, everyone. Uh, what brought me to Canada? It was just destiny, really. <laughs> I had no plans to, to travel, thinking about going to other city was already a big thing, you know, but then the opportunity came, you know, not just to, to, uh, to come to Canada, but I got some contracts to go to Japan and Germany and it all came uh, around the same time. And it was a exciting time. You know, my plan was go travel, go back to Brazil and go travel <laughs> and go back to Brazil. Then I got here, 2001, November 15, 2001, and I have been here since. I started with a contract of eight months, then I renewed the contract for two years, then I got my PR, mm -hmm. and then I got uh, my citizenship. Nice. More, more... You know, I would say what, what got me to stay was all the bills I had to pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of get stuck with those, right? And they, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll hold you back. So where, where from Brazil are you from? Where did you, where did you get your start in Capoeira? And... I'm from the northeast of Brazil, Bahia, Salvador. You know, I started Capoeira... Uh, I'm, my school is Associação de Capoeira Mestre Bimba. I'm a student of Mestre Bamba. Uh, I didn't start right away with Mestre Bamba. I started uh, young when I was uh, eight years old. In our school, you know, you had a couple options. Or you do Fizet, Capoeira, Dance, or Soccer. Soccer was busy, so it wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Dancing, no boys wants to do that dance. Nobody wants to do Fizzed, so I stick with Capoeira. And I had, you know, like this story we hear for most of uh, Capoeiristas in Brazil. What first took me to Capoeira was the music. I remember I was young and I was, uh, me, my brother, my young brother, and my dad, we were at street market. And I just heard this music and stuff. And I asked my dad what it was. And he, he brought me to the corner of the Hoda to, to see it. And that was my first experience with Capoeira. Then when I found out that we had it at school, I asked my dad if I could do it. He said, oh, you can do it, but you have to take your brother with you. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and, Always the older, older brother responsibilities, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
so I did it, and yeah, me and him, it's been we are doing capoeira since. <clears throat> and a late, couple years later, I met uh, Master Bamba in the Academy Pelourinho, and I started training with him, and I'm I'm with him since. Nice, nice, nice. So you said that contracts uh, brought you to to Canada and gave you opportunities to go elsewhere. I'm or were these work related contracts? I'm assuming. Yes, yes. So what's happened? There was a group of there was a guy here, Richard Tozak, amazing artist, amazing person, and uh, he went to to Brazil just to to visit and to have fun, and he saw capoeira. So he he starts training at uh, our academy in Brazil. Uh, he trained in a time that I was not teaching. There was another guy teaching. So he loved it. And he came back to to um, to Edmonton. He, ca he came back to Edmonton. And um, he found other people that was interesting to Capoeira. So they all got together and they created a not-for-profit. Uh, Richard is all like, by the book guy so <laughs> like no let's get him a contract and so he went back to brazil a couple times and he did a bunch of recording uh there was another canadian person over there justine harris and she uh helped with the translation because her portuguese and it, the time just uh, fit for me to be available to do an interview with them and after that, it, things just work towards it. And the way came the contract, the the option to leave, uh, I I was the one that had the at the time that was teaching over there at the the school that had uh, more available time. So I was the one that got sent it to here. Nice, nice, right on. And that all happened in Edmonton, I guess, right? Yeah, I came straight straight to, to Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, nice. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> that must have been a bit of a shock. <laughs> yeah, it was like winter on White Avenue. We went for a walk, and I was like, "What am I doing here? There's nobody in this city. <laughs> like nobody outside." I came from a, a big uh, population city, yeah. you know, like it's people everywhere all the time, and they go here is like. <laughs> Dad, I was like, what the heck am I doing here? You know, but summer came and I started to see people come out of the, yep. the hiding places. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And it got me excited. Good, good, good. Um, tell us about the history of your academy and uh, how you got started here uh, with respect to teaching in, in Canada, or at least in Edmonton. What... Uh, you know, what prompted you to start teaching here? Was there, um, you know, and, um, and, and when, when, when did that, when did that begin? So again, I started in two, uh, November 15, 2001. That's ah, the yeah. day I arrived here. And again, was that group that, that was interesting and have Capoeira over here. Uh, they had no experience. They they actually, 
before I arrived, they brought a, a friend of mine uh, from Salvador that were, at the time was living in Montreal, Mestre Careca. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it got people even more excited. And then they invited me here. So I got here with the job of teaching capoeira. Ah, okay. Excellent. So my job <clears throat> was to teach capoeira and... Uh, I got here and I started right away. The next day we were ready. Uh, <laughs> and my life was always like that with capoeira. It's like every day capoeira, capoeira, capoeira. Go, 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 go. But you're I doing you're, 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 what you're doing for your job is what you also love to do. So you, you I mean, yes, you, you can't yes. complain, right? It gets tired sometimes, but as soon as you you end the training or you go to a capoeira event, oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, it's like it, it rejuvenates you. Definitely, definitely. The 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 cold sucks. Like the first <laughs> place I started, like I got back, uh, baptized on the 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 cold right away. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Like this, I remember the second day here, Richard said, "Oh, let's go." Uh, I'm gonna go to work and I stopped by the uh, grocery store. Do you wanna grab some stuff? I said, sure, sure. And uh, he said, oh, but I cannot drive you back. It's not too far though. And I was like, oh, no problem. So I look outside and I saw the sun was shine. And you wake up, coming from the sunshine, it's warm. Yeah, no. So it's... I just walked from <laughs> the house right into the car. So I didn't feel any cold. And then I have to walk back. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I got uh, frost bites on my hands and stuff. Yeah. And I learned that you cannot put hot water on your cold hand because... It's a tough lesson. It feels like, it, yeah, it feels like you're getting uh, punished with a wood spoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I know. In the wintertime here, when it's sunny outside, it's lies. It's mentiras. Eh? It's just... <laughs> yes, yes. So bright, so beautiful. So, oh my god! <laughs> then I went outside. So I learned that lesson. Nice, nice. I mean, not so and nice, I, I guess, but you know, it's yeah, yeah, it's tough. And um, this studio we didn't get the heat on until like a week after. So mm. I was like, you know, not training because I, everybody knew it. That the heat wasn't on. Oh, right. So they didn't show up. <laughs> so I showed up. So I kind of ready to. Let's train. go. Let's go. Oh, shit. <laughs> and it was so cold. And then bare feet. And it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I got a good warm up, though. Well, yeah, you have no choice, right? Yeah. You got to warm up hard on that. Um, what have been. Uh, what have been some of your greatest challenges in starting uh, and maintaining an academy in Edmonton? Definitely the biggest challenging is the language. Mm. You know, uh, to proper communicate, uh, to make people understand what Capoeira is all about. I think that's that's the biggest challenge. And especially <clears throat> because in Capoeira, we're so used to use uh, expressions like manjinga, you know, vacilo, mandinga, <laughs> malandragem. And you cannot translate those words because 
they're not just words they are characters yeah it's, the malandro it, it's not it's not word that you're gonna go in the dictionary and then like oh, okay malandro is this 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 mm. it's malandro is that uh, figure that you have in your mind you know it's a character that you see in the streets of brazil you know and how you translate that you know that that was my biggest challenge to make people understand the whole idea of capoeira how to communicate it i remember so many times i get so stressed right. yeah because it's it's yeah how do you explain that because it's it's not so much a like you said you can't just it's a it's a state of being right it's how you're thinking and how you're feeling in the moment as opposed to you know it, it's not something that you can just explain in uh in one sentence no. yeah it's it's uh it's 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 not just the word you know it's uh the character yeah yeah you know i used to hear words like uncle tom and i was like you know, they go there and they Google and some people say this, some people say that. And and then you you look at the uh, the story and then you start to figure out, oh, that's a character, you know, from, from this time. And, and the malandro is the same idea. It's, you know, when you're, as a capoeirista, uh, learning capoeira outside of Brazil, you know, you're gonna hear so many things about the malandro, you know, because like, uh, I, you know, let them say it. I don't get it, but they're saying. And then you go to Brazil the first time, and this person just passed by, and you go like, oh shit, that's the malandro. I understand now. <laughs> you, know, you need to see the figure, you need to see the person in action to, to really understand. And now you learn about the, char the character. And they make more sense the the word. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, from your perspective, um, how has how has or has it even um, has Capoeira evolved um, in Canada from your perspective in any particular way? Like, is there is uh, there any way that maybe? since your time in Canada now, which is like almost 20 years, you're coming up on a 20 year anniversary. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Um, you know, already, it was already 20 years. It was 20 November. years. Yeah. 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 Last November. Um, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, since your time here, um, you know, is there, have you seen an evolution of Capoeira in Canada in any particular way? Yes, of course. Um, I would say this though, since uh, Canada had the, the privilege, I have always had awesome capoeiristas. When I got here, I met Mestre Bahal, Mestre Lua, Mestre Curisco, Professor Nego, a bunch of capoeiristas, uh, they were uh, Mestre Bola, Mestre Idio. They were in, ter in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, quality of the capoeirista and of their work was <clears throat> amazing. Uh, it has grown so much because those, those people 
myself as well. We've been doing so much work to promote capoeira. Yes. You know, uh, of course, uh, Hollywood has been doing more stuff with capoeira. You know, MMA uh, uh, superstars like Gordon McGregor and uh, other people talking about capoeira, how they included that to their training stuff and make it very popular. And uh, people start uh, uh, understand more what it is. And it's still a lot of uh, work to do, even so I've been here for 20 years. I still get people, I say, oh, I do capoeira. They're like, oh, what is that? Yeah, yeah. It's oh. still even here in, like, yeah. I I don't know the exact number, roughly, of how many academies are around the, the Edmonton area, but... I mean, like here in the GTA, we have, I, I think I can count probably seven academies, right? You know, seven different mm -hmm. um and, and that's different groups, not even yeah. just locations for each academy, right? So, um, but it's still in comparison to what is uh, the norm for as, as martial arts are concerned around here, mm -hmm. we're, it's still very, very small in comparison, right? Yeah. So getting yeah. the word out is... is is a lot of work even today yeah and it, and it took for people to really understand what it is because some people they go like it's like oh, do capoeira it's like oh yeah yeah i know i know yeah i know what's capoeira and just kind of oh. <laughs> just write a little bit and you know what's capoeira. yeah no i don't think so <laughs> yeah or or well, the one i get a lot is is um when i tell them that they're like you know like oh i've seen that do you guys ever hit each other like, does that, is there ever any contact? And I said, <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, of course, all the videos you see online are going to be of, you know, people playing, you know, making it look nice as opposed to showing what it can end up being like on occasion, right? Yeah. You know? Uh, but, but that's the, the, it's, I used to get uh, frustrated with that. Now, now, not so much. You know, when people come and say, it's like, oh, is that dance? I was like, yeah. It's a dance too. It's a ballet, <laughs> you know, because it, it is too, you know. Mm -hmm. It is dance. It's music. It's culture. It's martial art. You have to accept all those uh, uh, parts of capoeira, and that's the difficult uh, of being like in North America. Uh, the idea that people have about martial art. When you, you use the word martial art, you don't think about boxing or wrestling. No. You think about uh, somebody with a gi, with a belt, you know, you think yep. about Asian culture, you know, you don't think about, like I say, uh, boxing, you know, it's like boxing, boxing, wrestling is wrestling. And yeah. you have all, all then, those things. It's martial it's arts. It's martial arts, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. Any, any capoeira, capoeira is capoeira. You know, there's no way to do capoeira without the, the music. You can use capoeira to do other things. I have friends that use capoeira. Uh, they teach capoeira as a therapy, as music therapy, you know, as a fitness. But to say, uh, I'm going to do just uh, uh, capoeira, the arts, you have to have the birimbau, have to have the pandeiro, have to have the song, have to have the other people, yes. you know? You can uh, divide in, in a lot of groups, but uh, you can say 
capoeira, uh, hydro capoeira, uh, capoeira therapy, capoeira fitness. <laughs> I want to say capoeira. It's okay. all, it's got to be all those things together. It's, it's have to go. Yeah, yeah. you cannot put in, in different groups. Yeah, I and know. that's the the thing. So I don't stress when people say them. Oh, I get. I got people coming into the the studio and say, oh, is it? Uh, because I used to have a studio in a busy uh, street that had a lot of bars and stuff. And uh, people were yeah. Coming in, so it's like, oh, can I get into a fight with Capoeira? <laughs> I was like, dude, you don't need Capoeira to get into a fight. You just need some friends to back you up. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And go be foolish go, on the go street. Win, win or lose is another thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. No, I, I remember I, that brings me back to my to my my teenage years when uh, I was studying martial arts in our academy and where I was studying was right beside one of the local uh, uh, we'll call them we call them dive bars um, you know basically one of the uh, not so clean bars in uh, in Kitchener where I grew up and yeah the same thing would happen on occasion you'd get somebody who's leaving and has had too much and they stumble in and oh. I want to fight all of you. It's like, no, no, just go, just go. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But you know, you make a very good point. You know, you make a very good point. What you're talking about is, you know, when someone comes in and, and asking if you're going to teach them how to fight and then, you know, yeah, anybody can go and get into a fight. Right. Yeah. Anybody can, but like, do you have, do you have a skill set to, um, to take care of yourself? And, um, and I think this is what probably a lot of people don't see. Uh, you know, this is kind of, we're going to go on a tangent here. Um, you know, I think that this is something that um, people don't see uh, is maybe some of the functionality of Kepwita. And they don't, um, you know, and maybe maybe there's something there for anybody who might be listening or watching, you know, to find a way to um, to to show the effectiveness of, of Kepwita in, in fight situations, you know. Um, I think I had, I remember, uh, in growing up, I had probably one of the best pieces of advice when learning martial arts, um, when I was younger was that if you do get into a fight, especially if it's, if it's something that you don't do on a regular basis, you will get hurt. You may not get hurt so much if you have some skills behind you to kind of take care of yourself. But, you know, you're not going to come out of there like your favorite movie star, unscathed, right? <laughs> you know, and it's it, a reality. Coming, yeah, coming from Brazil, it's a different idea. Like, where I grew up, there was a, a guy that was a professional boxer. You know, he was a, a, a region champion. And he was a, a bully, <laughs> you know? And... and it didn't take too long for him to unfortunately to die. Ah, uh, yeah. Somebody got him with, I guess, a group of people came uh, armed. Oh, yeah. 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 And that, that's my experience. Like, I saw many capoeiristas getting beat up, dying, uh, judo masters, boxers. So, to get in a fight, you really have to be able to go to the very extreme. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in Capoeira, since it's the beginning, like what people don't understand, uh, when you think about 
again, it comes down to the, uh, the idea of uh, uh, movies. And when you think about self-defense and it was like, oh, what do you do if you hold it? You in the hand like this? What do you? you the what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what right? if? Like, uh, what do we learn? I I always say to my students, it's uh, uh it's not self defense, it's self protection. Yeah. You see somebody walking beside you, that that's the manjinging. You go like in Brazil, you won't walk be close beside anybody. Somebody will like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. And they will slow down. They will go around. And then if somebody holds you by the hand or by the neck, you're pretty much done. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's and too if late. you think about the idea of uh, uh, the slaves running away from from uh, the Portuguese colonizers, they didn't stay to, to, to wait until they hold their arm. Because if it's one holding you, other thing will jump to you. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah. So it's it's pay attention in like going to we were talking about a car carnival in in Brazil and mm. like when you're with like thousands and thousands of people around you and you see something happen there, you already move here, already move there, you avoid, you know. And besides the other part is you're you're a trained person. You know, the the, I always say the best self-defense it's uh, pay attention yeah exactly you know be aware be aware you of know, your surroundings so, yep yeah any any your athleticism when you're throwing kicks that fast you're moving your body so many different ways you of course you're gonna have a big vantage uh, somebody that don't do that you know and you are doing with many people that has the same yeah, it's working the same ability to move even faster than you. Yes. So your eyes will be way more yeah. trained. Yeah. Way more trained. Somebody uh, in the hall uh, throwing a kick or punch at you will be way faster than somebody on the street. Mm. You know, you're going to feel like, yeah. unless that person is trained too. And they come in down to who's paying more That's it. How much, how much experience yeah. does that person have? You know, do they have yeah. training? In a, you know, or yeah. are they are they the are they the the pit bull on the street and they've got they've got a lot of scars, but they have those scars because they've survived a lot of fights and and like that makes them so, fast as well, even, right? And even so, with all that experience, it, it, it can come down to just a lucky. Yeah. Like I said, I saw many guys just getting knocked out, and they they were like uh, jujitsu champion and stuff, and the other guy, oh no 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 no, boom. Yep. That was it. Yeah. So it it didn't take the uh, much skills from the other person. Everybody can throw a punch in and knock the other person out. Yeah. So your your attention it's your best uh, self defense. And in, in capoeira we learn to to do that. That's our experience in the hobby. You're multitasking. You hear what people are saying. Mm-hmm. You hear the song, you hear the message, you see the person that's getting ready to do compra de jogo, so you, you're so aware of your surrounds <clears throat> when you're doing capoeira, that you get on the street, it's it's easy. Somebody's coming close, it's like, you see everything, you know? And those people are not even trying to be uh, as sneaky <laughs> as the capoeirista. Yeah, you, you know, see them coming, and then you're kind of like, oh, I just, I'm just going to go over here, you keep walking over there, and we'll, yeah, we'll everybody will be good. Capoeira, 
moving around. It's like, oh shit, he's gonna enter with me. She's getting ready to mm. come with me. Oh, oh, three already came with you. It's like, oh, that one's just waiting for me to get tired. You know, you're, you're multitasking. Always you watching what's going with on. Yeah. The capoeirista, you interact with the people watching. Mm -hmm. You have the pressure, you have people watching, chanting. It's like, oh, Go, go, yes, go. yeah. You know, it's like the uh, uh, I went there was this school back home. The it's so funny because it was a bar, and they uh, they 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 would clean up this area underneath, and in the top, there was all the tables, and it looked like a, a Roman arena. <laughs> yeah, and, and the gladiators are all down below, right? Yeah.
problem with that is we would start to know each other so well. We knew the other person's nuances. We knew their tells. We knew their their habits, you know, their patterns. And then once you step outside the academy, um, you're running into the situations. If you run into a situation, you're going to run into a situation where you don't know the person's patterns, habits, and tells. And I think that's where in Capoeira things uh and what you were trying to talk about, that's where, um, I don't want to say it's better, but it, it develops that that uh, being comfortable with being uncomfortable and always having to have your eyes open, right? And um, and being more reactionary uh, because you're not in the hoda. You don't get to, uh, you don't get to be comfortable with people's patterns. It's the movements of Capoeirin. Yes. Uh, we have so much movement. I I, I train other martial arts too. Like I, I like to to train kickbox since there's no many capoeiristas around here, with my experience. So it's good to go and be a student again. Ah, so yes. I go 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 training and uh, and I always have a ta- hard time with. Uh, it's like they say, oh, they do they do a sequence. Uh, and I'm uh, uh, orthodox, but then when the feeling of the sparring, I do what uh, it's more uncomfortable to the other person. So I bring my left leg back, I bring my right leg back, I move around <laughs> this, I move around, but that's the ambidextry uh, uh, skills that the capoeira get. And yeah. we don't just do, you know, we are constantly switching constantly moving moving yeah it's uh, constantly footwork you have to reset you have to readjust you have to to uh, make it fit you know the technique you know we we try as much as we can create a formula for everything but really it depends of your experience in the harder to make the movement fit yeah you know and a that's a, a quality of capoeira that a lot of people from different, uh, not just martial arts, but other sports, they come into capoeira to enjoy. In this club, uh, one of the clubs I teach capoeira here, the guys that compete in uh, martial arts, they, they love it to come and do because it's like the, the body moving in a different way. That, Completely different way. Yeah, it's like, oh, I have to do this side. I'm just used, used to, to do this side, yep. you know. I will never forget, I went to teach a, a workshop with those gymnastic girls. And they were awesome. It's like, let's do the au. And everybody was like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, okay, let's do the other side now. And yeah. they were like, what? <laughs> There's another side? I thought yeah. there was just one side. <laughs> I said, no, you got to go both directions, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, exactly. And again, again, comes the, those are, it's not better, it's not worse. It's, it's the quality of capoeira, uh, the interaction uh, we have. The games can be, uh, when you do capoeira, we always dream, uh, not always, but most of the time, uh, light sparring. We throw a lot of kicks in the air, you know. Yeah. Uh, the magic of capoeira is—it's it, already saying it's a game, and the game is to hide the fight. 
it's so easy when you go to to a place and you already know what's going on okay you got this event right oh it's a fight okay the mind's already set it's simple yeah no problem when we get to a place that people knows how to hide it, oh shit! Yeah, because you don't know. It's a challenge. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. All this Yeah. Master Lua, Jean Carbazier, all the sound that my Lua gets you. Mm. I never forget uh, Master Balling. We'll play, and he gave you this smile. I was ah, I got it. He's relaxed. He's relaxed. And he did a mealua and he did this skip all the sun, his leg comes down in my head. It's like shit. <laughs> yeah. I missed I missed it. You know, like it's a game and it, it that's what it's make it fun. Yeah. Every, every sport is actually a game, man. Eh? They this they talk about MMA being this savage thing, blah blah blah. But there's a rule, it's two people, they know it's just the other person. There's a it's very safe. Yep. And, and, and it's a game. They're playing games with each other, mind games, games, movement, you know. Every, and it, but those are the, those competitions are practicing with the, the other uh, other in, people in the same level with the same uh, skill sets that will make this person uh, uh, much more dangerous than a regular yeah, person. Yeah, true. If you, you have to be practicing with people, you know. Uh, with the speed, even to improve your capability skills, not just with the idea of uh, uh, self-defense. But if you, you know, man, if you're used to, to play capoeira with Lua, Mestre Lua, hmm. you're gonna get out of many fights, no problem. Yeah, he, he, he definitely, so he, he, yeah, he definitely pushes our limits. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> which is uh, is a blessing. Um, let's talk a little bit about. Um, this is always a, an interesting question I like to I like to ask, especially uh, especially to Brazilians who have come to Canada to and have established themselves as as teachers of capoeira and have established an academy. <clears throat> Even if you haven't established an academy, but Brazilian capoeiristas uh, in general who have come to Canada, have you or do you feel that there's um, has there been any uh, or has Canadian culture had a, have, has it had any influence on capoeira, uh, that you can see, you know, like, you know, whether it's with respect to the community of capoeira or with what goes on inside the academy itself? Yeah. Um, it's an interesting, uh, interesting question. Capoeira, it comes with all, it, it's this thing that already have everything uh, blended in. So what we get uh, from, from other cultures, you know, it's... Uh, other things like in my my experience, what's uh, some things that I learned so much here, okay, uh, was the professional part of capoeira. Because uh, since I got here, capoeira uh, was treated as a business. Right. 
uh, in Brazil, a lot of us capoeiristas uh, that come from Brazil, that come from where we <laughs> came from, it, uh, we learn capoeira as a passion. You know, yeah. I train in capoeira for free. You know, there was a guy in my neighborhood, in my grandma's neighborhood, that he just he got just... this space in this school and he said, I teach capoeira for free, and he had 50 kids. You know, most, uh, most of, uh, now it's changed, but most of the masters, if you see, they all have other job. Yes. You know, and, it, and they invest a lot of it, their money from the other job in capoeira. You know, uh, I, I always say capoeira, uh, the capoeirista is the one that do uh, the most for the world to be better because I never met a capoeirista that haven't done some kind of social work, you know, and, and it, you have so much respect for the community because of them. When I got here, the, uh, what uh, the Canadian culture taught me was the professional part, you know, and it, and it taught me uh, if to respect even more culture as well, because because capoeira is culture, you ended up uh, uh, get involved with the culture of the place that uh, uh, you are at. And I learned about uh, Pernambuco, you know, Maracatu and all those other things because I was hanging out with uh, Contra Mestre Sapo, with Mestre Bola, you know, it's after I met those guys, and it was like, whoa, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, same thing with uh, Mestre Lua, and it, every time you go to different parts of mm. Brazil, they, they bring something from their own culture. Yeah, and yeah. I got here, I learned <clears throat> more about the, the native uh, culture, and, and I learned so much about the similarity about the the... Uh, some of the cultures of Brazil, some of the religions mm -hmm. as well. And uh, you get involved with that community. Uh, you see how they work professionally because it's a tough task to uh, work. It's a, it's a balance between uh, uh, the business part and the cultural part. If you give it too much to one side, the other way will, it will fall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you you have to make sure you're doing all those things right, so people respect and understand capoeira. Yep. Uh, in in terms because they will get, uh, look at you with a different eyes if you don't have something set up like this. <laughs> Right. Like, I put like this, and they're like, wow. Well, okay, this guy's and, he's and, serious. And in right? Yeah, in Brazil, this don't matter as much, you know. Nope. Here, always, when you look at a studio, you have to look for, you know, have to have a park, you have to be closer to this. The floor has to be nice. In Brazil, oh. you know what? Just give me a cleared space, and then we're good, right? That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, let's train on the beach. Let's train on the mud over there. <laughs> exactly. Let's beat down the grass and and uh, do capoeira, uh, which is change. It's a good change, and uh, I think this change is coming from outside, you know, uh, outside yeah. of Brazil. Like I said, uh, one of the biggest benefits that 
not just Canada, but other countries give is the, the uh, professional idea uh, yeah. of capoeira, you know, and it's bring back to Brazil and there it's like, ooh, the capoeiristas are in, in another level in, in terms of professionalism. You know, it grows so much because, you know, it's way more capoeiristas over there, way more competition. But, but for me, what's really helped me was uh, uh, learning uh, how to connect, how to bring capoeira to, to different areas, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, um, how to teach to a uh, uh, native group of kids, how to teach it to, you know, a regular school, you know, how to teach to another cultural center, uh, Ukrainian, you know, how to perform, how to do this, how to do that. So nice. professionally, it was a big, a big growth for myself being here in Canada. Yeah, you, you earlier you touched on a really an, an important yeah. point about that balance between you get too professional uh, and you focus too much on the business. And like you said, the other part falls, right? And it, it kind of, you lose the, you lose the, the, the strength of the, of the cultural aspect or the artist or the art aspect of it, right? You put too much attention on that as well. Then, um, then you, you don't, it's not that you lose the professionalism, but I think, I think you, uh, you know, for me in my you don't have as many people you don't you don't have yeah. as many people participating people don't look at you with a you know in a more with a certain level of respect uh you know not that they don't respect you as a person but they just like you know he's not organized he's you know he's, he hasn't got his stuff together you know you know we're at different locations all the time because he's not established somewhere or whatever it might be right so then you don't have that you don't build a uh, yeah. You just you just don't build a a good following that way, right? Yeah. So it's it's a it's a tricky balance. Yeah, it's and it, it's something that it took time to for me to understand here, because you you fight with it and because you know <laughs> yeah it's, it's passion. Yeah, I I learned it's like if you're here, you're here because you want, you know, and yeah. it, you get. Uh, a lot of you get uh, some disciples, but not many students. Right. And and for capoeira to grow, you need as many people come in. It doesn't mean they're gonna stay forever, but you have to be organized enough to bring them in. Mm -hmm. So you give them the proper idea what capoeira is. Once they're in there, it's like okay, capoeira is like that. You know, and it, it's 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 a challenge. I know it's a challenge to many capoeiristas. And people, some people don't understand, and uh, even here they will be like, "Oh, why does that person's like this? Why well, did you don't do like that?" And right. Because a lot of the time we are just thinking, you know, I'm a capoeirista. I don't care as long as I'm doing capoeira. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, gonna practice every day. yeah, I know. I've had a lot of people, you know, a lot of people uh, who, you know, they've come to me when um, when I just, you know, after Messe Lua gave me his, his permission to start teaching here in Brampton. Um, he, you know, um, I had a lot of people come to me and say, why don't you do this, this and all these other things? And I was like, well, that's just, just like, 
that's that, that's not really what Capoeira is, right? There are all sorts of ideas about, you know, business ideas. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, but that takes away from 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 that other, you know, that other hand that we were talking about. That, you know, the the, the art side of it and then the the roots of Capoeira. So, you know, and then they look at you. They're like. You know, they look at you like you're a bit of a bit foolish. Like, why? You know, these are these are great business ideas. Like, That's wonderful, but you know, it's it's not entirely about the business, right? Yeah. Any and see, the culture of the business is changing too. Yeah. And it, this is uh, uh, because before it was kind of like Starbucks style. Eh? <laughs> you, you, it's coffee for everything. Right. You know. You sell the coffee, you sell the t-shirt, you sell the mug, as you're making money with everything. But if you pay attention, the idea too is the coffee. You know, as long as they don't go away from it. Yeah, focus on the coffee. Search, yeah, any any what have been learning, you focus in a group. What which group of people? Because they they are a space and business for people that are interested in the culture, in learning this full thing, uh, what it, uh, that is capoeira. You know, every time you get somebody that, oh, I want to learn martial arts, they will train capoeira for a little while, they will leave. Oh, I want to learn music. They will train capoeira mm-hmm. a little bit, they will leave. Oh, I want to learn uh, uh, dance. They will train capoeira a little bit, they will leave. And, and uh, unless you make just a business for that kind of uh, 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 avenue, mm-hmm. it will get people coming and uh, going all the time. Going. So the culture now about business is changing because uh, a lot of the people now do the business focus in, in a certain group of people. Now that's the, the group of people wants to get to. Right. And uh, uh, if it's kids, it's uh, a senior, if it's fitness, if it's uh, martial arts or self-defense. And the best thing about capoeira, you can fit it anywhere. It, it comes down to the person too, because you cannot, when I do my warm-up, you know, it's it, uh, and I do the fitness part of it. It's the fitness part of it. I'm gonna put my butt on the floor. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna stretch. That I want to do that in the harder. So I have to know that fitness uh, preparation is one thing. You know, capoeira fitness is one thing. Yeah. Capoeira is another thing. You can be make a lot of money doing capoeira therapy. You can make a lot of money <laughs> doing capoeira fitness. But but you have to understand who you are. Yeah. Is that really capoeira though for some people? Yeah, right? and, 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 and capoeira in reality always come out. The capoeira you play in the harder ways uh, we re, uh, represent what you are. It's not everybody that wants to get in the harder and get into uh, a combat. Yeah, for sure. But if the harder is uh, uh, control enough and nice enough to do a lot of uh, uh, floreos, flips, and acrobatics, it's like, woo! That's my kind of hard. I gotta <laughs> jump in, and and if you if you are a musician and you're happy enough to be in the beating bow, you know, then it's you, like, oh, I wanna sing. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're always gonna 
present in the other uh, your personality. What's capoeira? It's more for you. Yeah, and there's... it doesn't mean capoeira is not fight. Capoeira, capoeira is not fight. I see some comments. Capoeira. Some capoeira say, "Oh, this is not capoeira," blah, 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 because somebody through a hard movement and they're, "Oh, that's not capoeira." Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, no, no. no, this is not for you. That's not for you, but for it is capoeira. Part. Yeah. Yeah, and it, because these guys doing a lot of flips, oh, that's not capoeira. If this person, oh, that capoeirista, he just is saying, I want to see him playing the hard. In the past, my uh, the people I learned capoeira from, they always said, oh, in the hardas we like this. There was the singer, there was the beating ball player, there was the pandeiro player, there was the people that would come in just to respond to the car, the cars, mm -hmm. and there was the player. <clears throat> The, the, the people that would play inside the hood in the game. There was those capoeiristas that was just when capoeira was for shows, they would show up. So it was all different uh, process. Nowadays we are all one. And, and in the past, everybody was content with uh, the, uh, the place we were in the hood. The genius is like, oh, you're only capoeirista if you play hard game with me, you know, because it was important to have that musician there playing the beating bow, like Mestre Gigante was, you know, he was in many holders, they play Capoeira to Mestre Bimba, Mestre Pachinha, and many other masses, you know, he was the beating bow player, he would get here, and the holder <laughs> was way more happier, way more energy yeah. with him playing the beating bow. You know, yeah, because I that... uh, unfortunately, uh, recently, uh, a guy that was one of the people that I look up when uh, I started Capoeira was a uh, uh, professor Monzinha. He passed away. The Hoda was always more fun when he was there. He was the voice. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he would play everything. But when he was saying, the Hoda was always you just kinda... the guys that. The guys that like to fight, they would jump in, they would be more excited, they would fight better. Yeah. You, you need all the characters. It's And in terms of business, business, it comes down to the same thing. I don't have to do capoeira fitness if I don't want. And it, I like you said before, people will be like, oh, why are you don't doing that? You could make so much money, blah, 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 blah. But because the culture is different as soon as you say oh my focus is to get this idea they're like oh my gosh yeah i like that i like that <laughs> there's less judgment yeah for sure now because there's, there's a specific uh, 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 group of people you're reaching yeah for yeah that's true tell us about one of your most memorable or or one of your most uh, or proudest moments um at your academy Uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I get the same answer right away. There's so many awesome moments. There were so many amazing moments, but is there, well, is there one that you always kind of, when you go back to like, uh, amazing moments or, or proud moments that you kind of always, one of the first stories you always tell when somebody asks. There was a super fun moment here in, in Edmonton. Was batizado, I had a uh, contra mestre Mala, contra mestre Sapo, <laughs> uh, professor Nego, mestre Cabasa, my brother was here, you know, 
and it, and it, we just went uh, together to a club. It was just underneath the Capoeira studio at that time, you know. And it, it, some of the students were there, and you had a blast over there. There was Roda de Capoeira. The drunk guy got into the Roda, and he got uh, uh, a master cabasa gave a hashtag to him. Mm. That was so funny. And they were like, oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> And everybody, it, it, it was one of my favorite moments, you know, uh, the event I had here with Mestre Lobão and Mestre Curisco, mm. Mestre Lua, I was so, so amazed with uh, uh, how humble everybody was. I went to an event in Seattle too, and and uh, it was Mestre Curisco's event, and mm. it was... Uh, there was like way more masters, instructors, and professors than students. <laughs> there was like, you know, like 10, 10 students, and it's like I was sorry for those guys, you know, and 50 or more of us. And, and uh, I was, uh, it was, uh, it was a lesson there. It was, it was amazing to see all those masters with big name. They could be acting like they have the king in the belly, but they were so humble. They were amazing. Nice. And, it, and it props to all those masters that were there. I had so many also movements, uh, movement, moments, <laughs> you know, like it, it was uh, it was nice to meet uh, Messi Barrão the first time because when I was in Brazil, he was on the magazines, all the mm. CDs. You know, all those people, I had awesome moments with uh, uh, Contra Mestre Sapo. He used to live here in Calgary, so yeah. we would see each other all the time. You know, Mestre Indio from Winnipeg, Mestre, uh, Mestre Bola, Mestre Lua. Um, it, it, crazy, <laughs> crazy. But any, any, you know, Really, my first batzado with the kids. That that was something to hold. That's yeah. yeah. Seeing that seeing was, kids uh, receive like get, going through a batizado and, and getting that first chord and there's giant smile like ah <laughs> on their face. Yeah, that's yeah. That's yeah. a that's a pretty yeah. awesome moment. See them saying the first time. It it, it was it was amazing. Cool. It was cool. amazing. It has been a, a amazing. Uh, journey here in Canada, you know. Well, the, let's let, let's make sure that that journey keeps going and and never ends, yeah. right? So, which is awesome. And Tao, Henny, obrigado for your time. Uh, uh, so awesome to be able to I talk to you because it's I think again like I was telling uh, telling you earlier, I, you know the the first and last time we met briefly was. Had to have been, well, yeah, about 15, 14, 15 years ago. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's been a long time. Um, and I've, I've been really looking forward to to being able to sit with you. Unfortunately, not face-to-face -face in person, um, you know, but this is, uh, this will have to do, you know, which is, uh, which is okay because this is a lot less expensive than a plane ticket. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm planning to go to, to Toronto. All next right. Year. Yeah. 
hope That'll... everything goes well with the vaccine. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I um, will go hang out with you guys. Oh, man, you know it'll be a good time. It'll be mm -hmm. fantastic. It'll be good to have you. Any last thank, words? Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much for, for doing this. Uh, talk about the the uh, Capoeira in Canada. I I think it's awesome because in the beginning of the pandemic, I had the same idea, but things were moving in such a different uh, way that I didn't have a chance. And I always wanted to talk about it because like I said, I always thought in Canada had such awesome group of capoeiristas, amazing capoeiristas, you know, like uh, uh, all the masters, uh, Mestre Lua, Mestre Paula, <clears throat> Mestre Nidio, Mestre Pahauen, all his uh, students over there in Vancouver, Mestre Peninha, you know, when I got here, there was Chisora, Ayana, <laughs> you know, all the, the any, yeah. any capoeira got he didn't get here, uh, Master Eclisson from, mm -hmm. from Vancouver mm -hmm. as well in in Asia, Brazil. Like the the level of Capoeira was already, he didn't come in here. No, uh, in the a lot of very talented people started to moved here in the in the mid to yeah. late nineties, and and it's just been very steadily growing since. Yeah, and it brought so many other amazing Capoeiristas, you know, like yeah. I met I met Mestre Accordeon in, in in Toronto for the first time. I was in Salvador. I I saw him in Salvador. I said hi and hi, but I never <laughs> had a chance to really talk to him. Yeah. And it was here in Canada that uh, in 2003, yeah, event in Toronto that I I had a chance to to talk to him and to many other capoeiristas in Montreal, in Vancouver, and it was. Yeah. Uh, I would love to say thank you to all those guys that kept uh, Capoeira alive because being adamant a little bit far, but they always, uh, uh, you know, opened the doors for me to, to go and uh, share, uh, learning and share my knowledge. Yeah, well, so we, we as Canadians, we owe it. Yeah. We owe a huge thanks to people like yourself who who've taken a bigger step than most Canadians ever do. Most Canadians, you know, a lot of us don't even leave our province. I mean, yeah, our provinces are quite large, but for people like yourself and, uh, you know, for here, uh, Messe Lua and, and um, Messe Bola, Conte Messe Sapo, and all these names that we, both you and I, people we know, um, who have overcome, uh, a lot of them have overcome a lot of adversity to get here. Uh, and then to establish themselves and um, and can, and then to share um, share this martial art with us and everything about it, not just the martial art, but everything about it, you know, um, it, you know, it's it, uh, it's I, I would like to say thank you to to all the Canadians, too, you know, like, <laughs> because you guys enjoy it so much that we are here, too. Eh? And uh, and I, I've seen you know yourself and Camarão, Sassi, many others, uh, Pirata that you know they be uh, they has the same love for Capoeira that we have in Brazil and been been doing it for such a long time. Yeah, it, it's amazing. You know, I had such 
so many good capoeiristas, people that even so they are not training capoeira nowadays, but they, I, I can tell that they still have the love every time I post some videos on social media, they be like, whoa, nice, <laughs> you know, like, they, yeah. I push them there's, and other ways, but they still have the... There's something the about it, there's, the there's, there's something about capoeira, like when it, when you let it touch your heart, it, 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 there, it always leaves like a little tattoo on your heart and it never leaves, right? And it just, it's yeah, always it there. Nice. It's always there. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm mean, very grateful, very grateful to my master, Master Bomba, to, to believe me and, and uh, uh, help me to get here. Okay. And uh, yeah, all my family, everybody. <laughs> there you go. All the Brazilian things. All the Brazilian things, exactly. <laughs>